Good Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Bible Study, where we are reading the Bible in a year. One thing that I was thinking about today is uh, I'm trying to put together this documentary for the games. And I probably have no less than 10 plus hours of footage, interviews, etc. And looking at that immense amount of uh, content and trying to figure out how to even start is so daunting. And then I think about the time that I first wanted to read the Bible. And you look at this big book and it just, how do you do it all in a year, right? How is that even possible? And then you just start and you start putting things together and you start um, walking through it step by step. And eventually you chip away and it becomes habit. It becomes easy. And then it just becomes part of your life. And that's what we're trying to do here. So if you're stopping in for the first time, you are more than welcome to jump in where we are at. Uh, we're using an app to do this um, on our phones or iPads or whatever it is that you, that you use, the Bible app. We're following a plan um, and, and stuff like that. And so uh, we're going to do this. It's designed to get you through the Bible in 314 days. Uh, and what's cool is I have finally caught up after the games. I am right where I'm supposed to be today uh, with my reading. And I even had notes for tonight done ahead of time. So feeling um, back in the groove, back where I need to be. And everybody's welcome here. Everybody, no matter what level of faith you have, uh, if you just want to sit back and watch from behind the scenes, that's great. If you want to participate, we love that as well. Uh, if you are not part of our Discord, let us know. Either you can let me know or Kenneth DeLap know. Uh, he is the Discord king. Um, but we both can send you links to uh, to get you involved in the Discord discussions through the week. And then we take those discussions and we discuss them globally uh, on the podcast. So Trish asks, are we NIV, King James? What are we doing? Uh, we're actually doing the New Living Translation, uh, which is just real basic English language um, because a lot of people are doing this for the first time. We went with one of the simpler... Um, uh, translations out there um, just to, to make it as easy to read as possible. Um, so that's the one we're picking for this one. Uh, the real, really the reason is it was just the, the most basic and easy to read uh, of the translations that I've worked with in the past. So, <laughs> so uh, this week, uh, before we get into that, let, let us uh, begin this with prayer. Uh, so if everybody can just bow their heads. Uh, dear Lord, thank you so much for uh, showing us your word. And, and for me this week, how it translates to what I'm doing in my real life. Um, and how I can use what you did 2,000 years ago or longer uh, to guide my life today. And I'm sure you do that in everybody's lives. Um, thank you for that. Thank you for giving us this platform. Uh, thank you for everybody that's in the chat, everybody that's with us live, or if they're watching uh, this on a playback, uh, may your word 
speak to them tonight and they get what they need to hear from you. In your name we pray. Amen. Uh, so uh, Trish asks or says that King James gives me a headache. Uh, agree. Agree. I, uh, I don't know if I could do the whole Bible in King James Version. Uh, but maybe that's something I should try sometime. Uh, Kenneth says, uh, been going good, grooving along at this point. I agree. Uh, really just becoming part of my daily routine um, where I read the daily readings. Um, and now that I'm caught up, I f it doesn't feel so daunting again. So that is really cool. So the one thing that I did put out to everybody this week on Discord was, as we get into the Gospel of Mark, what do you notice is the big difference between it and Matthew? Both are the story of Jesus, but already you can tell they do it in a very different way. And so some of the responses I got uh, were from Kenneth saying, Mark seems to be speeding through the story of the timeline or timeline of Jesus. Only thing I really noticed so far, Sue says, I appreciate the concise style of Mark. Jesus seems a more down-to-earth human character to me in Mark's depiction. And so the reason I put that out is I wanted to know, why do we need four Gospels? Um, so Trish, we're actually in Mark in the New Testament. We're in Numbers in the Old Testament. So the app actually has you read a few chapters of the Old Testament and usually a chapter or a half a chapter in the New Testament at, on the same day. So you're kind of, it's a parallel uh, Old Testament, New Testament reading through, through the year. So with, with Mark, um, the reason I ask is that why do we need four Gospels? So just a little transparency. When I went to college, um, the last college I went to, I like to sample a bunch of them. I was on the 15-year plan for my bachelor's degree. Uh, but at the final stop of my bachelor's degree, I went to a Dominican Catholic university uh, where we talked about, we actually I took a whole class for a semester on the four gospels and we talked a lot about why we need them all. Um, and, and Trish actually nails it on the head, uh, different audiences. And that is it exactly. Um, back in the, in that time, uh, there was, if you, you would, most people would not listen to these stories unless they came from a certain perspective. Um, and so Amy actually linked an article, uh, from into the, the discord, and I'm going to read directly from that. Um, the gospels record Christ's ministry to four groups of people then and now in the world, the Jews who love the scriptures and the prophecies of God, they would only listen to one of their own. So Matthew speaks to the Jews and deeply and the deeply religious of our day. Mark spoke to the Romans. These were the leaders of leadership, and action impressed them. They knew nothing of the scriptures, the scriptures but everything of power. So to this group comes the action-packed gospel of the power ministry of Christ. Mark uses the word and uh, 1,375 times to tie together the endless actions of Christ. Like our modern successful businessmen and women, they want a God who can powerfully meet their deepest needs. 
Um, and uh, Trish is nailing it again through here. Uh, they're converting Jews, Romans, ancient Near Easterners. And we'll get into the next two Gospels as well, and we'll, and we'll come back to this article for that. But I, I, I love this because for me, going through Mark, it is really rapid fire. Jesus did this, and then he did this, and then he did this, and it is bang, 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 where Matthew ties back to the Old Testament way more, way more showing like this was the prophecy. This is how the prophecy came true. Um, this is why why all of that happened. Um, Tim Wolf actually said that interesting article. Thanks for sharing. I also understand Mark was the first gospel written and was prim the primary writing distributed to the people. It appears he was just trying to get the story summarized and documented for consistency in how it was shared. It's, a, it's strange to imagine how Christianity grew for the first few hundred years with only various writings like Mark and not a full Bible. The other thing you have to remember, and this is something we, I learned in, in that class I took in college, is that paper was extremely expensive at the time. And really, 2,000 years ago, it was more storytelling. So it would have been, a if he was speaking to the Romans, that story would be passed on through generations of that group. And then when it was affordable to get down onto paper and documented, that is when that happened. Um, but that, is, that was the way stories were told back then. It was really an oration of that. Um, and what I find, it, so it makes sense that one group of stories would have been shared with a certain audience designed to keep them engaged in the story. It may have been a, had a different feel or hue to that. Whenever I read Mark to me, it is the gospel that is no fluff at all. Uh, and I'm trying to move my notes here. <coughs> uh, and all meet. And I love the way the article indicates that Romans would want to see the power of Jesus so the stories are stacked one after another. So this is a great segue. Uh, Trish actually says, the Old Testament was meant to be told. The Jews still practice recite, rec recitation very religiously. Um, and she said Catholics held on to that as well. Um, what I loved in Mark chapter two during our readings this week is Jesus responds to breaking the law spelled out in the Old Testament. Um, again, if this was directed towards the Romans, they're not following those old laws. Um, so it was a, it was cool that um, that m the author of Mark made that prevalent to show that those laws don't matter as much anymore. And it's actually in chapter two, verse twenty three. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples began breaking off heads of grain to eat. But the Pharisees said to Jesus, look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting the grain on the Sabbath? Jesus said to them, haven't you ever read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God during the days when Abathar was high priest and broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests are allowed to eat. He also gave some to his companions. He finishes in chapter 27 and 28 saying, or verse 27 and 28, 
Then Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not the people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. So Jesus changes everything at that point. And um, and then those, those old Jewish laws that we've talked about for a couple weeks now that are that are so long, so many of them, so daunting, um, have gone away. And now it's really about what Jesus has done for us in the New Testament. So another comment from Discord this week was from Amy saying, I find the Old Testament reading difficult. I'm always searching for some way it can speak to me. And a couple things did speak out. Uh, she said, the Israelites look on the past and say, remember how great it was in Egypt. It wasn't great. You were mistreated slaves, but it isn't, but it is, isn't it so human for us to do this? And we've talked about in the past where the entire time in Exodus, uh, Exodus, as the slaves are leaving, they're lamenting that they're not back in Egypt where, um, they're not back in Egypt doing what they uh, were doing before. And they, they actually look on it with reverence when they were slaves and forced into different things because it was rough going through the wilderness. It was rough, but God kept taking care of them. And yet they still were like, yeah, but it was so much better back here. And that has always confused me every time that I read the Bible. In addition, she says in Numbers 11, 14, Moses, not so eloquently, tells God that he can't deal with the people alone. So God anoints others to help him, a reminder to ask for help when I need it and accept help when God sends it my way. Um, and I think that is great. Um, he actually does not only help Moses, but helps Aaron adds an, a, like a flight of people to um, assist in um, taking care of the people that are on that journey to uh, the promised land. And, uh, and when Moses asked, um, and Moses admits many times he's not a great orator, but he does ask in, in, in an angry tone. Uh, he's frustrated. He's frustrated with everything that's going on. And God sends him I believe it's 70 people to help uh, with that, uh, which is really cool because when he asked, God did meet those needs. So those were the notes that I had on this week's reading. Um, if there's anything else that people want to bring up, any God moments from the week, uh, now's the time you can do that in the chat and we can discuss those. Um. I will say, um, I talked last week about my, my cousin who had stomach cancer and, uh, he was going in for a PET scan right before he came home to our family reunion last weekend. He got the results of those on Tuesday and praise God, he is cancer free. Um, and that is huge news for him, uh, as he can move on with his life a little bit, um, albeit without a stomach, without a small intestine, but he is cancer free now. Uh, and can move forward with life. Um, Kenneth says, 
Uh, that was cool reading that Moses asking for help part. I was thinking is reading, how is Moses starting to feel by now with having to keep going back and forth with God and the people? Um, yeah, um, that's a, that is a, as someone who deals with anger um, in my life that I, as anger, as things build, my anger grows and I have a hard time controlling it. I cannot imagine going through what Moses went through, bringing the slaves out of Egypt uh, and the Israelites turning their back time after time after time, the frustration that must feel, he must have felt. And it comes out in that verse of, and he finally asks for help. And what's great is God grants him that help in that moment. Um, and, and so great point, Kenneth, with that. Um, Trish says, the Old Testament, God says, it won't be easy, but it will be worth it. He does. And thank you for the love and uh, the praise. <sighs> Such good news this week to get. So, And he was definitely in our prayer list last weekend. Um, so that is really cool. Um, any other thoughts uh, about the readings this week or anything happening in your lives? or any prayer requests that we can do. Again, I know this is, this is going to be a shorter night tonight. Um, but again, my, my goal is in the next few weeks to start bringing on guests to talk about their um, testimony and how they found God. Um, I think that's a great question, Trisha. Mark is full of miracles. I wonder why. And I think it goes back to that article about how um, how the Romans needed to see the power of Jesus. And so by, um, by bringing the, the, the dead girl to life again, by everybody who touched his robe um, being healed, I think those are ways that it showed the power of Jesus. And that's what the Romans needed to see. They needed to see his power. Um, and where we're at in Mark is we're getting to that rock star status again of, of Jesus where his, his status is making everybody around him jealous. The Pharisees, the, the religious leaders, the, um, the emperors, all of those people are starting to get jealous in Mark just like they did in Matthew. And that's where we see like the, the tide turn um, through that. Um, my wife jumps in with his blessings are new every day. I'm behind on my lessons, but I see the theme over and over again. Uh, Kenneth says, I always kind of chuckle to myself when I read the story about Jesus calming the storm, everyone flipping out, Jesus just napping, waking up and being like, I got this guys, no worries. Yeah. Isn't that great? Um, it's funny the little things you pick up the more times you read the Bible. When Jesus walked on water, I never realized it was three o'clock in the morning until this reading. Like there they are out on the boat and Jesus is walking across the water at three o'clock in the morning to make sure everything's okay. Um, it, it, it puts some weird funny thoughts in my head as well. 
because what are you doing at three o'clock in the morning and you see a guy walk on water, you know, who knows, but, but the storm was great and it calmed when he went out there. And, um, it's just one thing that I picked up, uh, with that. Um, there was another thing, another thing that I want to dive into, and I'm going to do some research going into next week. And in Mark, they bring up the confusion a lot, um, about Jesus and John the Baptist, like that people didn't believe that it was this new person coming, the Messiah. It was this guy, John the Baptist, who's been around for a while, but then John the Baptist was dead. And how could he come back to life? Like it was more believable for them to think that this dead guy came back to life after being beheaded than it be the Messiah. Um, and I want to, I'm going to dive into some research with that as I think that was in our reading just yesterday or today. Um, so, uh, I want to dive into that a little bit as well. Um, cause I think that's really interesting. Uh, and Trish says, uh, I've definitely thought I could walk on water at 3am. Yeah, me too. Uh, those days are long behind me, but yeah, there was a moment in my life where that probably did happen. Um, and Kenneth clarifies, Herod was afraid it was John coming back after he ordered him to be beheaded. Agreed. Um, and that is, that's kind of some of the stuff I want to dive into with this is why was that believable in the, in that time? Why was, why was that what we were looking to um, and I, and I'll see what I can find on that. So I will leave it up now to any prayer requests for the week. Um, again, thank you everybody for jumping in, um, and having these, if you are not in the discord channel and you want to be, send me a message on Instagram or in the comments on this channel, and I will get you the link to, uh, discord, uh, so you can be a part of the discussion for the week. And you don't have to participate. You can just watch. Um, I know there have been people asking me if they can just kind of watch from a distance and we are cool with that. We're cool with people just hanging out um, and just watching and learning and seeing if it's something that they're interested in. So uh, just send me a message and we'll get you a link to, um, to that discord. Any, any prayer requests? Uh, and Kenneth comes back with, it is interesting to see John the Baptist and Jesus dynamic parallels people's thoughts, et cetera. Totally agree. It's something I thought about today. I uh, just didn't have time to just, um, um, yeah, uh, we'll dive into that. Sorry, I got caught up in the comments. Um, so Trish is asking, can we pray for our enemies? We sure can. Um, Amy Stanton asks how my mother-in-law is doing. Um, she is about to start radiation. She has picked one route, um, over another. They gave her two options. Um, we are, uh, confused as to why she picked the one option. I'll be honest with you. We're going to try to, um, 
We're going to try to figure that out. But right now she's looking at two radiation treatments and then to see kind of what that has done to see where they're going to go from there. And if you weren't with us before, my wife's mother uh, has non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and we are, uh, we're praying for her to have a healthy recovery with that. Um, and my wife, we have a, we have a wedding coming up this weekend and prayers for safe travels for family coming to our, uh, actually here to Columbus, uh, for an important wedding. Uh, my nephew is getting married after dating someone for a few years now. She's great. And, uh, my mom is actually mama Schweitzer who has been in the chat for these. I think she's busy doing something today, but uh, she's actually officiating the ceremony. Um, so she's coming in to do that. And, um, so we'll pray for her that it, that goes well. I think this will be her first wedding and it's her grandson that she's doing it for. So that'll, that there'll be a lot for that. So, so let's pray. Um, thank you, Amy, for keeping my mother-in-law in your prayers. Um, but we will, we'll pray for everybody that I see here in the chat. Uh, if you will bow your head, uh, dear Lord, thank you so much. Uh, this group is so much fun, uh, to be with every Sunday night to learn about your word, learn what you're doing for us. Uh, and, and to be able to use this vehicle that I never in my wildest dreams imagined would be something that would, uh, would work. And it is working beautifully through your will. And um, please help us keep that going. If you could pray for our enemies, um, right now this world is so divided and we really need to come together in a more unified fashion. And if we could pray for everybody just to have better understanding as to what's going on with not only us, but our enemies as well. Um, and to understand what is going on there and pray for them to uh, find whatever they need to find, um, to find peace. Pray for my mother-in-law who's going through non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, pray for the people coming in for our wedding this weekend. Uh, and pray for my mom who is officiating that ceremony and doing her first ever wedding. And pray for everybody in this group that we can, um, find peace Find something in your word that speaks to us every week. Um, and as Trish said, pay for, pray for the grace for our enemies and compassion for all. With that, um, be with us this week as we continue to read your word and come back and discuss it every week and learn all that we can and open our minds to what you want us to learn from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. think oh and uh, god please please be with julie's cousin michelle who's going through a lot right now with dialysis uh, and a kidney disease and it's not going really well so um be with her as well thank you again and amen <clears throat> well with that guys um we'll continue to meet every sunday night um seven o'clock uh i will be available if you need the Discord channel. Uh, invite your friends if you think they need it. Again, they can just come hang out. Um, just watch from the uh, distance and, and we're cool with that. With that, I will see everybody next time on 
the Clydesdale Media Bible Study, where we're reading the Bible in a year. All back, awesome. Live from Australia. Melbourne time, 9 a.m. That's awesome. Uh, with that, guys, we will talk to you all next week. Bye, guys, and God bless. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.